You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. How's the church doing this morning? It's just coming into the afternoon, so how are you guys doing this afternoon? Amen. Uh, you know, uh, thank you so much, Michael Ochoa, uh, for just sharing your convictions, yeah. yes. uh, sharing what um, money in the kingdom really means, yes. to, to, to uh, uh, give with a godly heart. Yes. Thank you, bro. And uh, 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 Sharina, thank you for sharing, uh, for being open, uh, for giving your heart. Uh, it, it, it touched my heart as a brother to see that. The brothers have a lot of work to do. Yes. The men have a, the men have to take care of the sisters. Yes. The men have to take care of the women in the church. Back in 2010, 11 sold out disciples had a dream for London. Had a dream for Europe. Had a dream for all the nations. And they came to London. That's right. And they met a remnant group that had about 25 disciples. <laughs> Some of those disciples in that remnant group are in this room right now. That's right. We got Ollie and Eugenie. Woo! They were key for that remnant group. Yeah. My beautiful wife Mary Jane was baptized in the remnant group. Olo is in the remnant group. Oh. <laughs> and we have a gentleman in the back named Jason Green who is in that remnant group. Come on, guys. From those disciples till now, there's over a hundred sold out disciples just in London. Yeah. But since then, we planted Stockholm. Come on. We planted the Birmingham Church. We sent disciples to Johannesburg. We sent a supplementary mission team to Paris. We sent disciples to Nigeria. And we are now in four different regions here in London. Why? Because they had a dream for all the nations. The title today is Dreaming for the Nations. Mm. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel is a prophet, a man of God, a preacher. He was exiled to Babylon with King Jehoiachin. And in the book of uh, Ezekiel, it shows that Ezekiel had about six visions in this book, which really changed his view on God, really rocked his faith. But we're going we're gonna to pick it up in chapter 37, verse 1. Amen. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. And sent me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. 
He led me to and fro from among them. And I saw great I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, well, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. You don't have to ask me. You're God, you're Sovereign. You know it. And it's true, God knows everything. Yeah. But God wants to know if you believe it or not. Yeah. And we see, wow. Ezekiel understood a few things. He understood that the hand of God is on him. Yeah. That if you are a disciple, the hand of God is on you. If you're not a disciple, if you're not a Christian, guess what? The hand of God is on you to become a Christian, to become a disciple. The hand of God may be on you to lead a Bible talk. The hand of God may be on you to do well spiritually. It may be on you to get a job. It may be on you to go to a mission team. To go back to your country. The hand of God was on his equal. And he understood it. And he understood that the Lord sent him out by the Spirit. So he, he, he understood, okay, it's the Spirit that is sending me in the middle of a valley full of very, very dry bones. And dry bones, if you think of dry bones, you got to think of first going to Nando's. <laughs> you go to Nando's, and it's pretty cool. You go to Nando's, you sit down, then you got to get back up to order. And then you, you can order quarter chicken, half a chicken, a whole chicken. It's pretty cool. And then you pick the different, uh, the miles, very hot, super, super hot, different sauces. And then you pick the sauces, and then they have sauces that you can grab yourself and put more on. So it's, it, it, with the sauces, it's pretty cool there yeah. and you get your chicken mm. that hot steamy barbecue chicken yeah. it's on your plate yeah what are you gonna do with it, eat it. Eat you're gonna eat it <laughs> and after you've eaten all the chicken what's left dry bones bones is left and what do you want to do with those dry bones if they're dry I don't think you want to lick them <laughs> waiting to come and take it away. Yeah. You don't want these dry bones in front of you anymore. Yeah. You came for what you wanted. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and you, you get left with dry bones. Mm. Yeah. You know, we may be in the valley of dry bones right now. Oh. And you may be upset. You may be critical. You may be mad, angry at God. But not realize you know what? The Spirit probably brought you to that valley of dry bones. Yes. The Spirit of God allowed you to be in a situation, in a, in a place you are at right now. Wow. Why? Why did he do this to Ezekiel? So Ezekiel could dream. Mm. So he could dream for a miracle. Man. God has put you in the place you are at right now so you can start dreaming. Wow. Are you dreaming? for miracles? Are you dreaming for a life change? Wow. You know, the valley of dry bones may be your walk with God. Wow. 
Yo, walk with God is just dry. There's, there's, there's no meat. There's no juice. There's, there's no connection with God. It may be your education. The valley of dry bones. Not doing well. Failing. Not doing your assignments. The valley of dry bones could be your career. Not going after giving your heart, giving 100% to your job, to your boss, to your manager. The valley of dry bones can be your Bible talk. It could be your ministry. It could be your marriage. You know, I had a very... I had a valley, a valley of very dry bones in my walk with God um, a few years ago. I was, having, I was reading the Bible. I was praying. I was speaking to people about God. But it was just very dry. It was very... And, and, and when things are dry, it's hard to move at times. You're not very comfortable. Um, it's not necessarily a good place to be at. But God placed it on my heart to start, start dreaming. Even in that area, in the area of my life where my relationship with God wasn't the best, I still had a dream for myself in the kingdom of God. I still had a dream for myself in God's church. I dreamed about song leading. Come on. And then I became a song leader. I dreamed about doing great things for God. Then I went to a leadership meeting. I dreamed about dating and getting married. And a couple months later, I started dating. Why? Because I kept dreaming. Maybe you've come into the church, you got baptized, you you visited with a big dream. Maybe you became a disciple and you had that dream. But that dream has not been fulfilled, so you lost it. You gave up on it. You realize, I'm in a place of dry bones. But the place you're in is so that you can start dreaming again. (coughs) How how do I get out of this valley of dry bones? I'm glad you want to know. You got to start dreaming. You got to start dreaming. I I really want to challenge the church to dream big. You have to dream big. And and dream dream about specific things. Imagine 10,000 sold out disciples in London. Yes. In Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium can fit 90,000. Fill the whole stadium up. Big dreams. Mediocrity is a a dream killer. Wouldn't you rather dream big and get half of it than dream small and get none? Some of us have small dreams. We're, We're dreaming, but dreaming little. And then nothing happens. Because it's so tiny, it's so minute. And God's like, do you know who I am? You pray to me, Sovereign Lord, but do you believe that I'm Sovereign Lord? Dream big. 
you dream to have one baptism, you probably won't have one baptism. Because that's small. And God can do entirely more. Again, church, start dreaming big. Come on, bro. Let's do that. My first point was dream for a miracle. My second point, I've been commanded, preach. Verse 4. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to those bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will catch I will attach tendon to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. You will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, as, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to breathe, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army, and the church said, Woo! This scripture teaches that your Bible talk can come from dry bones to a vast army. That your ministry can come from dry bones to a vast army. That your career life can come from dry bones to a vast army. That your marriage can come from dry bones to a vast army. I remember the first time I preached. I got up in front of people and and, and I I preached. I don't know why I, I was given the charge to preach, but um, I, I did it, and it was pretty cool. I did okay, but one thing I noticed is that when I got up there and I started speaking, my mouth got super dry, like cotton mouth. My lips got super dry, and I went to lick my lips. My tongue was super dry, so I was like, uh, uh. it wasn't cool. Happening, and I felt super insecure, so insecure that I did not want to preach. I, I didn't want to share. I didn't want to come up here and share any scriptures. I just want to sit down and listen. But I realized I cannot let my insecurity stop me from preaching the word of God. Why? Because I am commanded to preach the word of God. If you're here today, you are commanded by God to preach the word of God. Let me say this again. You are commanded by God to preach the word of God. David, you are commanded by God to preach the word of God. Dylan, you are commanded to preach the word of God. Tracy, you're commanded to. You are commanded. Yes. 
You know, I, I actually want to lift up Tybo and Jennifer. Uh, we, we had a great time sharing our faith uh, the week past, and uh, we met up. We met up um, one of the days, and uh, we had a little prayer. And then we shared about an hour on the top floor of uh, Stratford. Wow. And it was awesome. And they were going after it. There was no insecurity. They just went. Wow. And they, they were meeting people, stopping a, a whole bunch of different uh, women, which was awesome. And we had a great time. And, and just, their, just their hearts and their dedication. I thought, wow, what if the whole church did that? Yes. What if the whole church went out and preached? It would be a different day today. It would be a different day today. I know, but before, it, it, we're commanded to preach, but before we go out and preach, we've got to start early and kill procrastination. You know, you, you can procrastinate your, your, your Bible reading, your prayers with God, by going on your phone and checking Facebook. You know, when you wake up and you get ding, 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 ding. And you, you just like, hey bro, can I speak to you? And you, and you procrastinate your time with God to help other people. But you, we, we can't help people if we're not with God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. You know what, what will help you to preach? Prayer. Yes. Prayer will help you to preach. How's that prayer chain going? Good question. Okay, it's a bit quiet. <laughs> a bit quiet. No, prayer is prayer is so important. Not 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 to toot my horn, but to call you higher. Come I, on. I I've woken up at the time I'm supposed to pray every day. I didn't miss that time to, to, to wake up. I woke up every single day to hit that. Because not because I wanna Tell people like, hey, I hit my prayer, I'm so awesome. No, because I want to do great things for God. I want to help people. But I know if I, don't, if I can't help myself, and if I don't help myself, I can't help anyone else. Right. Why? Because I'm more jacked up than the, the people that I'm speaking to. I need to fix myself before I even try and help other people. Come on, bro. You know, I really want to challenge the church. This is a super, re recommit to prayer. Yeah. Recommit to prayer. The challenge is to pray an hour a day. Recommit to, to the prayer chain. Evaluate where you're at spiritually. And recommit yourself. Can you do that, church? Yeah. Amen. And if you're not a part of the prayer chain, I, I challenge you to start praying an hour a day. Get your needs met by God. And if you struggle to pray an hour a day, it shows something, amen? Yes. That means you need to start praying an hour a day. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. And again, in verse 10, it says, So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. It's amazing. We all can come from being very dry in our spiritual walk with God to a vast army of sold out disciples. We got to preach the word of God. That's what Ezekiel did. It, he and it, he was like he didn't even ask God's question in verse three. Can these bones live? You know. We didn't say yes. He didn't say no. But he did what he was commanded to do. Maybe you're unsure God can answer your dreams. 
Maybe you don't believe God will, 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 will make your dreams come true. But if you just obey, you will definitely do great things for God. Amen. I've been com commanded, preach. Have you been sharing your faith? Have you been sharing, your, reaching out to people? Do you believe that the word of God can change your life? Can change other people's life? Yep. You know the word of God? What did it say? The word of God put tendons, yeah. Yeah. flesh, skin, <clears throat> breath. Wow. The word of God can bring people back to life. Mm. The word of God can bring any disciple back to life. The word, word of God can bring a Bible talk back to life. It can bring a marriage back to life. It can bring your education back to life. It can bring your career back to life. It can bring anything back to life. But you got to ask yourself, what kind of bone are you? What kind of bone am I? And I've got a few bones for you. You got the tailbone disciples. The tailbone disciples. You guys know what your tailbone is, right? Yeah. You sit down on it, yeah? Okay, just to make sure. So what if you sit down on your tailbone too long? It starts to hurt. You start to complain. And you stay sitting down. Tailbone disciples. Wow. Come to church, sit down, smile. Come back next week, sit down, <laughs> smile. No guests, don't share your faith. Wow. Come back next week, smile, sit down, and do nothing. Yeah. Tailbone disciples. Mm -hmm. Are you a tailbone person? Are you a tailbone Christian? Are you, are you just a tailbone person? <laughs> You're just there to show your face, but you don't do anything. You don't bring a guest out to church. You don't share your faith. You don't share the gospel. You don't obey the command to preach. What kind of bone are you? We know in Matthew 28, it says that all disciples should go and make disciples. So a disciple, that means you should not be a tailbone disciple. There should not be a tailbone Christian. You got the finger bone disciples. Uh, the finger bone disciples. Finger bone. Just making excuse for everything. Yeah. And not relying on God. Making excuse for everything and not owning up to your own mistakes. You know, I, I think about myself. I, I, in my sinful nature, I like to make a lot of excuses. I don't know if you ever uh, went to a, a mentoring time, a disciple, a t discipleship time, and I, I'd gone there beforehand. I would think about the things that I would speak about, and I would back them up not with scriptures but with excuses before I would go to that mentoring time. Before I, I, I would even open my mouth. I'm thinking of the excuses that I can use to back up why I didn't do something. And I used to be a finger bone disciple. And we see that Jesus, he did not make any excuses. He did not make an excuse when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. Praying. 
praying to get his heart right. He didn't make any excuses when he was being nailed to the cross. But he owned up for something that wasn't his own. He owned up for our mistakes. Yeah. You got the jawbone disciples. Or the jawbone people. Talk, 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 talk. It's like you could talk, 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 but get nothing done. But get nothing done. And you know, I, I think about Nike. Oh yeah. Nike gets it. Just do it. Just do it. And you know what? Students get it. I, I remember uh, going out, there was one hot, hot sunny day, and um, I was out bucket shaking. And it was, it was really hot. Uh, we were sweating. I got a suntan. It was awesome. Uh, the sunlight isn't awesome, but the tan is. And uh, early in the morning, you, you got about hundreds of students walking back and forth, back and forth with Jordan bags. Jordan bags. Jordan bags, speaking to people, hey, you wanna buy you wanna buy the new latest shoes? And you got people walking around without Jordan bags, hey man, you got the new Jordans? I, I, wanna, I wanna buy them, right? They were getting it done. They understood, they, all they gotta do is go out there and do it. And they were out there for about six hours. We saw the same students walking back and forth in the heat. Wow. It's about 24, 25 degrees for six hours getting it done. They knew what they had to do. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, what if disciples went out there in the heat? You're going to sweat in the heat for six hours. Oxford Street, sharing your faith. And no one's done it. But they'll do it for a pair of Nikes. Mm. And the motive of, of them doing it, obviously, is money, get some nice shoes, you know, you can sell them for a higher price, which I understand, there's a motive. Or, or there's, there was a reward for doing this. And being a Christian, it's very rewarding. Being a disciple, it's, it's so rewarding. Don't get me wrong, it is rewarding. But when we, when we go to do something and expect a personal reward, that's when we're not going to go, go out and, and share it. That's when we're not going to go out and be totally committed. That's when we're going to start, uh, start uh, missing meetings. We're not going to be committed to God. Why? Because we want a personal reward for ourselves. And not understand that the reward is heaven. That is the reward. And it's a bonus to take as many people possible to heaven. That's the reward. Money isn't an award. Someone pat patting you on the back saying a good job is not a reward. It's going to heaven. It's going to heaven a big enough award for you. Just do it. You want to do something great for God? Just do it. You want to baptize someone? Just do it. Yes. You want to go on a mission team? Just do it. Yeah. Don't come and talk to me for about an hour. You want to come back to God? Just do it. Yes. You want to study the Bible? Just do it. You want to become a disciple? Just do it. Don't procrastinate. Yeah. You got those wishbone disciples. 
You, you guys know what a wishbone is? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, it's uh, uh, like a chicken bone. Mm -hmm. And it, it breaks very easily, right? Yeah. And you click. And like, uh, you, you make a wish, and then you break it, and then prayfully one day it comes true. And that's a wishbone. And a wishbone, is a deci wishbone disciple is when we go to God with a wish list and not a prayer list. We go to God wishing, God, I wish this would happen. God, I wish you can move this or move that. I wish that you will do great things. I wish I can do great things. I wish all this can happen. Yeah. And because you're wishing, that prayer is easily broken. Like the wishbone. We gotta pray. You know, I've been studying out David. Oh man. David is so powerful. David is, is very, he's up front. He is up front. He doesn't wish for things. He commands for things. David understands if he's in his will, he can ask God for anything. You still got to be humble. He's sovereign. He's in control. But God wants all people to be saved. Yeah. If God wants all people to be saved, give us 20 men that want to be baptized. Mm. Give us 20 men that want to do great things for God. Mm. Give us 20 women. Yeah. You want even more, God. Give us more. Because he can do more. Mm. But when you have that wish, I wish, God, we can have 20. When you don't get a baptism, that wish breaks and you start praying for it. Don't be a wishbone disciple. Have a prayer list. Pray. I, I think it's very simple and easy to pray for an hour. Just look at everyone in this room, get their names, and pray for them. Yeah. Very simple. It will take a long time to pray. Yeah. Yes. Last bone. You got the backbone disciples. Oh. The backbone protects gives support, gives function, it's flexible and very strong. Wow. These are the kind of disciples, this is the kind of person you want to, you want to be a strong backbone disciple, a backbone Christian and protect the church, yes. protect your brothers and sisters, to give support to those who are in need, mm. to help people, to, to give people a, a purpose, to give them a function, to give them a job, to give them a purpose. Flexible. I'm free whenever you're free, bro. Let's do this. Let's go sharing. Let, 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 let's, let's study the Bible together. And very strong. Stands firm in their faith. Doesn't let things shake their faith. But they stand firm. I want to challenge you guys to identify the bone you are. Identify the bone you are so you can change. I, I, I've been a lot of these bones. And they haven't been good. But what I'm grateful for is men and women that use the scriptures to help me change. Identify which bone you are. And if you don't know, please come to me and I'll help you to identify your bone. My third and last point, push through the plateau. Push through 
the plateau. What is a plateau? I'm glad you want to know. Tell us. A state of little or no change following a period of activity or progress. <laughs> this is when someone goes to the gym for about a year, for two years. They go to the gym for two years. And from the first day to the end of the two years, they're pushing the same weight. Oh yeah. They can't push anymore. They're pushing the same uh -oh. weight. That's it, bro. They look the same. Come on, bro. They look the same. Their strength is the same. There's been no growth at all. Uh -huh. But every day he's going to the gym. Every day he's pushing those weights. But there's no growth. He's hit a plateau right from the beginning. You know, some of us has hit, we, we've hit a plateau from when the day we got baptized. Because you're the same person from that day to right now. Let's go to Titus chapter 1. And see what Paul had to say to Titus. Titus is uh, Paul's son in the faith. In verse 4, Paul says to Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from, from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you in Crete was that you, met, you, that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Let's go to verse 10. For there are many rebellious people full of meaningless talk and deception, especially those from the uncircumcised group, Gentiles. They must be silenced because they are disrupting the whole household by teaching things they ought not to teach. And that for the sake of dishonest gain. And we'll stop right there. We see that there's been disciples here who've hit a plateau. Yes. And, and when you hit a plateau, your teaching may start to change. Your doctrines may start to change. What you believe may start to change. Why? Because there's no growth. You hit a wall. You haven't been able to push through that wall. So now the next thing to do is to give up. The next thing to do is, oh, let me find an easier way around the wall. What can be, what, how, I'm finding it too hard. What is easier? Some people find it easier just to be down. Well, can't do it. Oh, let me just go home. Some people may find a ladder. They're supposed to go through the wall, but they get a ladder to climb over the wall. So they try to avoid the problem. I said, wow. Titus had to sort out, sort out a few things. He had to help people push through the plateau. And then in my life, I, I've seen a plateau in my life, in my prayer life. There's been a huge fat plateau. And I, 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 I was speaking to myself, man, like I pray. I read my Bible, I share my faith. But there's just something, there's something up with my prayers. And I believe this prayer chain, a challenge, has helped me to push through this plateau. Amen. And I'm still pushing. Wow. But as long as you're pushing, 
you will get there in the end. The difference The difference between someone pushing through the plateau and someone that is at a plateau is that the person who's pushing works a little harder. The person who's pushing stays up a little longer. The person who's pushing wakes up a little earlier. The person who's pushing shares a little longer. See, just because you're at your plateau doesn't mean you're not reading your Bible, you're not sharing it. You're, you're, doesn't mean you're not living as a Christian. Right. It just means you're not growing as there a Christian. Is. Mm. There it is, bro. We can be at a plateau right now. Mm. And because we believe we are Christians, because we believe we're a disciple, we think everything is okay. Mm. It's not okay because you're in jeopardy of losing your faith. Yeah. Mm. You're in jeopardy of going backwards. Yeah. And then end up losing your faith. You know, right now in the East Region, I totally believe we're in a plateau. Yeah. And we've been there for a while. People come, people go. No growth. Little growth, but not a forceful growth. Right. Not a godly growth. Mm. Not a biblical growth. I don't want to call the region to push through this plateau. Don't give up. Are you not tired? I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of being known as the weakest region. I'm tired of being known as the weak region. I want to be known as a region that loves God. A region that relies on God. And if we comes at the end, at the end, I don't care. Yeah. As long as we're known as those who love God, those who rely on God. When people think about the East Region, they're not the first two things. They think about problems. They think about laziness. They think about man. You got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Are you not tired? Yes. Are you not fed up of God not moving in your life? Are you, are you not fed up of being in the same place year after year? Push through the plateau. I want to be known as people who push through. Amen. There's so many people in the Bible that's pushed through. Remember last week we spoke about John Mark who failed on the mission field. He went back home. But then he became helpful. He pushed through his plateau. Yeah. I think about Peter. Denied Jesus three times. There was a big plateau. But he pushed through and started the, uh, the church in the book of Acts. I think about Saul. Who was at a plateau for a long time before he became a Christian. And in order for him to become a Christian, he had to push through a plateau. But in order for him to push through, he had to have, he had to have an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. You know, you might have to have an encounter with Jesus before you push through yeah. your plateau. Right. And if you do, oh my days. 
I will be praying for you. Amen. Because Saul had to be blind. Wow. He had to be completely humbled. I pray that that does not have to happen to you. And I, I just want to leave you with these six words. I can, I will, and I must. Amen. We've got to dream big. Dream big. Have big specific prayers. Identify where you are right now. And make a decision to be sick and tired of where you're at. I can, I will, I must. I can, I will, I must. I can, I will, I must. I can, I will, I'm Let's say it like you believe it. I can, I will, I must. And to God be all the glory. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot org dot UK And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.